Hey you guys, it's Sage and welcome back for episode 2 of Sage Spills the Tea. Happy New Year by the way, I am so excited because I feel like even though the year is still kind of messy, we still have a lot of things going on in the world, the new year brings new possibilities so I'm excited for that and I hope that you guys are enjoying the just like the energy that's going on with the new year right now and are putting that energy to good use. But um, yeah, I'm glad to be back sis, so sit back, relax, and grab a cup of tea so we can spill it. Okay, y'all, let's get into it because I woke up this morning and was really just like, let me talk about these men's rights pages on TikTok because they are redonkulous. And that's not even to say that men's rights are not legitimate because even as a proud feminist, that feminism is a deep part of my belief system and what I what I decide to fight for, um, men do have certain issues that we need to spotlight. You know, for example, um, sexual assault victims that are men that are less likely to disclose, that are less likely to get justice because of this asinine idea that, you know, men can't be sexually assaulted. And most of the people who sexually assault men are men. So that's definitely an issue that you have to spotlight if you truly are a men's rights advocate. Um, Also, making sure that men are able to express their emotions and seek help for mental health. These are true men's rights issues. But you will see virtually none of these things being discussed on these quote-unquote men's rights pages. It's crazy to me how many of these quote-unquote men's rights pages are run by actual living, breathing women. And they're like loud and proud with how much they hate women and how much they hate feminism. It's like, okay, sis, you don't believe in the equality of women to men. Like, do you want a cookie? (laughs) Do you want, you know, do you feel special in that, right? And my question is this, how does painting out women to be the sexually promiscuous, bitter, you know, angry, hateful, how does that picture of women help men or men's rights, so to speak? How does that help in any way, shape or form? Because to me, that kind of ideal that you're trying to portray on your account is only helping men who are complete trash. You know, it's not helping men who want to express themselves more or want to seek mental health, but are too afraid to because of the way that men are portrayed to be these, you know, unfeeling creatures. You're not helping the men who have unfortunately been sexually assaulted and want to seek justice you're not helping any of them you're only helping the men who want to who want to feel justified in harassing women online or calling women sluts because women wear what they want to wear like that that's the uh, the audience that you're pandering to and is that really how people feel about men's rights is that what you consider men's rights that's not the men's rights that i want in my life sis that's you can have that and just shove it down the toilet i'm a huge believer in energy and positive energy is such a vital resource you will have a much more productive time uplifting something and speaking for something as opposed to putting something down and speaking against something and putting negative energy into something because the outcome will be much better and the energy will you know be much better You know, the positive energy that comes from uplifting a black creator as opposed to putting down a white creator, you know, the difference in energy is just so much better, I've noticed. I mean, of course, if you are speaking in defense of a certain group, like if I'm speaking in defense of the um, LGBTQ community, if someone's being homophobic on TikTok or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, you know, that's different because I'm talking about this instance where someone who just happens to be straight is being homophobic. But if I spend my entire time saying how much I hate straight people and how straight people are this, that, and the other, that's not doing anything for the LGBTQ community. All I'm doing is putting down the straight community. And me putting down the straight community is not going to all of a sudden give LGBTQ people rights. 
or help them live a much better life without, you know, living in scrutiny or judgment. That's not going to do anything. An account that I follow on TikTok, um, her ad is Erin E. Curtis, and I really appreciate her account. She made me realize that the issue is not men's rights or issues facing men. The issue is people that like to use men's rights as an excuse to talk down on women. You know, she's very intelligent, very well-spoken. Um, she advocates for both men's rights and women's rights. She's very moderate, you know. She uses facts to present her case. She's very passionate about what she's saying. And what I love is that she brings everyone into the conversation. So even if she's talking about men's rights, she's not making it seem like women are the issue. And she's not demonizing a certain group. And the same, you know, vice versa for women's issues and men. Um, and I, I was like, wow, there really are issues that I have not considered that men deal with. Like, for example, men that have not seeked mental health, you know, because of this perceived stigma that men don't need help you know men don't need therapy um or men who are have been sexually assaulted and have not seek justice because of how men's cases and sexual assault are treated in court um and it's like wow i never learned any of these things from these you know quote-unquote men's rights pages because all they do on these pages is tell you how terrible women are all i've learned from these quote-unquote men's rights pages is that they think that women are trash because they dance in a bikini. That's all I've learned from these men's rights pages. If you really want to advocate for men's rights, use your platform for something that actually means something and speak out, you know? Um, and that's the issue. All right, guys, I am so excited to finally be able to break down the Housewives reunion because I have a lot to say. First of all, the best part of the Potomac reunion was Monique and that binder. The receipts that were given, the tea that was spilled, the phone number, Jamal's phone number. Oh, sis, I just, I can't. It was everything. Karen really, like, gave me life in this reunion. Monique and Karen together were just everything. Karen, I feel like, has shown so much growth on Potomac and really is just like trying to sit back be a cute little grand dame but she's not afraid to give you the facts and give you the tea now this really upset me guys Monique Samuels is not coming back for season six of Potomac Housewives she had originally planned on signing back on for the show and had signed her contract and everything but after seeing the reunion and how it played out and how it was edited she was not here for it and she decided to quit the show now I am upset that Monique is not coming back she really was one of my favorites from Potomac um, but I'm happy that she took a stand for her family, for her marriage, and for herself. You know, she made her mark on the show. She has her platform and she's leaving, you know, on a high note to bigger and better things. Some of these housewives will stay on this show, you know, long after, you know, their marriage has broken up, long after their kids are unhappy because of the intrusiveness of the show, long after this show has put all their business in the streets. So I'm glad that she took a stand and is leaving the show and on to bigger and better things. I will say this though, Monique has a loyal fan base, especially I think majority black Twitter was not here for how Monique was treated this reunion. Um, I feel like we all expected Giselle and her antics. Candace, um, I mean, Candace was attacked. So I understand some of, you know, of course being upset about that. However, I have absolutely no idea why Candace would constantly try to come for Monique this entire reunion. I feel like we all know that not only is Candace an instigator, but the way that she talks to people and the way that she starts things is just not cool. But to do that and then the next minute claim that you're a victim, it's just, we all just collectively went, oh my goodness, you know? It gives me very much throwing a rock at somebody and then hiding behind a tree. 
you know, if you're going to act that way and you're going to talk to people like that and you're going to start things like that, then the repercussions might not be in your favor, you know? Um, I remember watching part three of the reunion and checking black Twitter and really seeing them not be here for Andy Cohen. And I agree. He really was not being the best moderator. He was not giving Monique a fair shot. He was kind of playing into the games of housewives like Giselle and Robin and letting them kind of gaslight Monique. You know, even the producers had stepped in with their footage of what happened and it coincided with what Monique had said. So I don't know why, why Andy was acting like Monique was being crazy or Monique was not telling the truth because she was. She was telling the truth about what happened with the fight, what happened with Giselle talking about um, the paternity of her son. So I don't understand why Andy was not giving her a fair opportunity to tell her side of the story and to address what happened. It is funny though because, you know, seeing the description of this fight being ghetto, hood, psychopathic, dangerous, terrible, but... The dozens of other fights from other Housewives franchises from cities like New York, Jersey, um, Orange County, Beverly Hills. Those fights are just good TV. You know, drink throwing, glass breaking, weapon pulling, table throwing. You know, that's just good TV. It, why, why is this disclaimer now being made? Why was there no disclaimer after Lisa Renna broke a glass and shoved it in a housewife's face. Why is now the opportunity to make an example out of Monique and ice her out of the show and have the housewives talk about how dangerous she is and how you know um, psychologically unstable she is? If that's the truth, all these housewives franchises have some unstable cast members, sis. Cause you know it, it's just funny. And what are we going to do, Andy? Is it just this Housewife franchise? Or are we going to say no to violence on all Housewives franchises and condemn them all? Let's get into it. All right, guys, favorites and least favorites. Let's get into it. First favorite has got to be Ariana Grande and her engagement to Dalton Gomez. I love Ariana Grande, you guys. And I really feel like she's someone that deserves to just be happy. She's been through so much. And I just... Girl, find your happily ever after. Find your happiness. I'm here for it. Love, love. But I was not here for the double standard. You know, talking about, oh, how many times has she been engaged? Oh, she really wants those seven rings, huh? Wow, she really gets around. Newsflash, it's not the 1950s. Women are allowed to find love. Women are allowed to learn from their experiences and get engaged and break off the engagement for their own self and then get engaged again because they're in love. That's a thing. Y'all didn't... Where have y'all been? <laughs> What, what have y'all been doing while women have been getting rights? Where have you been? Where's that same energy for certain male celebrities who I don't even have to say the name of because y'all know have multiple wives, multiple kids, dozens of kids, different court dates, infidelities, engagements. Where, where's the energy for that? Because y'all weren't talking about that. But this is a problem. Keep that same energy, sis. Keep that same double standard, unneeded energy. Okay, okay. Another favorite this week has got to be Animal Crossing social media. Like, I will spend hours just scrolling through watching these aesthetically pleasing Animal Crossing island pics. Like, the, the time it takes to make your island that, that powerful. Like, I just... You have a Starbucks franchise. Not just one Starbucks. Y'all have Starbucks franchises on your islands. You have nail salons. What? I just... 
it, it just beautiful. I, I, I love it. I just, it makes me so happy. Least favorite is definitely some people trying to actually come for Michael Kors and coach bags since when sis? Cause me and my Michael Kors are over here sitting pretty. I love Michael Kors. The bags are cute, they're well made, and it's not gonna affect me paying off my student loan debt. Let's get into it though, because Michael Kors and Coach are multi-million dollar designer fashion companies that are widely recognized in the fashion community. But what's the tea? Is it because they're both not freakishly expensive and that you can actually afford to buy them without going into debt? I mean, if you can afford a super expensive and luxurious bag, go ahead, sis. I mean, rock it. You deserve it. But don't shame those that can't or don't want to, because no matter how much that bag is, sis, it's not going to make your outfit look fire because it's style over money. You know, you can't buy style. No matter how much you pay for that bag, it's not going to look cute unless you have the style to rock it. Because I've seen females in these streets wearing nothing but Walmart, Target, Ross, TJ Maxx. Those are all my places, by the way. And they look amazing because they have the style to rock it. So I don't, I don't understand the problem. Like, sis, mind your business. <laughs> Go on with your cute little designer bag and let people have their things. Okay, guys, that's it for episode two of Sage Spills the Tea. Before I sign off, I just want to say be kind to yourself because that little annoying voice in the back of your head that is telling you that you're not doing good enough, that you're this, that you're that, that you're not doing this, that, and the other. Tell her to mind her business because you're doing great, all right? You're doing the best that you can every day. You are making it through to the next day to do better and better and better. So recharge, reconnect if you need to emotionally, spiritually, creatively, and put out your best self. And in order to do that, you have to make sure that you're treating yourself the best that you can. So take that time for yourself. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next week. <laughs>